This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News. Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. An attempt by one man to breach an elementary school in Gaston on Thursday has resulted in his death. The Alabama Law Enforcement Agency says that 32-year-old Robert White of North Carolina resisted arrest and then tried to take an officer's firearm. That's when he was shot and killed at the scene. Police in Etowah County were first called to the school when the man was seen trying to enter a Rainbow City patrol car that was parked outside of the Walnut Park Elementary School. White then tried to enter the school building, and that's when police confronted him. Most students in that school were out for summer break. The few that were inside went into lockdown mode. The man was never able to enter the school at any time. Alabama Attorney General Steve Marshall made an in-person visit to the future site of a therapeutic restoration home for children in Alabama. The facility will be the first of its kind in the state for helping underage victims of sex trafficking. Blanket Fort Hope is the organization that has been networking with multiple state, county, and local agencies in order to bring this vision to fruition. Blanket Fort Hope Director Alexa James spoke at the future construction site. So our acreage is 73 acres and it's already paid for. We bought it last summer and it was paid for in two weeks. So we've already started our capital campaign to raise this money. So this is all about Blanket Fort Hope and helping uh, minor victims or survivors of human trafficking. Blanket Fort Hope is seven years old and we're in the process of building a home, a restoration home for these children. And so our state has come out and showed that they're behind us and um, the Attorney General Steve Marshall was here to kind of give his nod, and we're very excited about that. It was truly a blessing to us, and we're excited that the community is excited and know that this work has to be done. James and A.G. Marshall spent time on Thursday going over the purpose and plans for this restoration home. Supporters, local law enforcement officers, and board members of Blanket Fort Hope were all in attendance as well. Marshall then addressed the group about the importance of this mission. You know, law enforcement has a vital role, and they're my heroes in what they do, but they only take things to a point. And we're typically designed in the criminal justice system to hold offenders accountable, but we really aren't in the business of making victims whole. We're just not designed for that. And so it is that piece that government is not there to be able to do that people with charity and grace and passion ultimately serve that role and so just y'all are y'all are y'all are the true warriors on that front i know you got a visionary here uh that's helping you down that path but you know it's i mean it's truly god's work and and when we talk about hands and feet what better way can we demonstrate what that is than what you're doing here so thank you for your willingness to do Attorney Matt Clark with the Alabama Center for Law and Liberty has written an opinion piece for 1819 News about the recent arrest of a would-be assassin of U.S. Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh. Nicholas Rosk of California was spotted by U.S. Marshals near the Maryland home of Kavanaugh. Rosk was eventually taken in by authorities where they found him with a pistol, ammunition, pepper spray, and burglary tools on him. Clark says the arrest of Rosk is a wake-up call for a serious conversation about what has been done to endanger the lives of these justices. Clark lays the blame for this murderous plan at the feet of the leaker within the U.S. Supreme Court who put out the draft opinion that the court was going to overturn Roe v. Wade. 
He also pointed the finger at the media outlet that published that leaked document, which was Politico, and the group called Ruth Senas, who made the public addresses of all the justices known. Clark also says that Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer bears responsibility in this because of a rant he held on the steps of the Supreme Court two years ago in which he issued thinly veiled threats against two justices, Brett Kavanaugh and Neil Gorsuch. I want to tell you, Gorsuch, I want to tell you, Kavanaugh, you have released the whirlwind and you will pay the price. Clark also called out President Joe Biden for not executing federal law that protects justices from having protests outside of their homes. Clark says the average Alabamian can do something by first of all praying for the justices' safety, also call their congressmen and push for the passage of the Supreme Court Parity Act, which would expand protection of the justices. And if you see something, say something. Clark says the threat is real and public vigilance should be as well. A former police officer is charged with murder in the death of his unborn child. 24-year-old Robert Maddox Jr. worked for the Headland Police Department. He was charged with domestic violence against his pregnant wife, which occurred in front of their other children. Dothan police say that Maddox struck his wife and caused her to lose the baby. Maddox was arrested this past March. His bond is set at $1.5 million. A popcorn company out of Tuscaloosa is becoming one of the vendors at the World Games. Poppin' Sisters is owned and operated by Yolanda Knox and Marlisha Hall. They say this is a dream come true to be able to set up a booth at the World Games in Birmingham this coming July. Oh, it's great. It's, it's really great to be chosen. It's really great to uh, have such a huge opportunity. In fact, the program that we got accepted through is called the World of Opportunity. And so we're so excited about being able to introduce the world to Poppin' Sisters Popcorn. That was Hall speaking to WBRC News. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, the House Select Committee investigating the events of January 6th have now released their findings after months of questioning. Republican Congresswoman Liz Cheney was selected by Nancy Pelosi to be one of the Republicans on the committee. She started out by blaming Donald Trump for not handing over power peacefully. The sacred obligation to defend this peaceful transfer of power has been honored by every American president, except one. As Americans, we all have a duty to ensure that what happened on January 6th never happens again, to set aside partisan battles, to stand together to perpetuate and preserve our great republic. She also pointed the finger at an organization known as the Proud Boys for breaching the Capitol building. The indictment of a group of Proud Boys alleges that they planned, quote, to oppose by force the authority of the government of the United States. And according to the Department of Justice, on January 6, 2021, the defendants directed, mobilized, and led members of the crowd onto the Capitol grounds and into the Capitol, leading to the dismantling of metal barricades, the destruction of property, the breaching of the Capitol building, and the assaults on law enforcement. The Republican Party leadership that is in opposition to Cheney and her views, as well as the Democrats on that committee, held a press conference ahead of the TV airing. One congressman, Jim Banks, offered questions that Nancy Pelosi will never be asked. Banks is an Iraq War veteran who was rejected by Nancy Pelosi to sit on that committee. Before their investigation even started, Speaker Pelosi 
turned the select committee into an unprecedented sham. She blocked Jim Jordan and I for ser to serve on the select committee. It's never happened before in American history. And no speaker in history has ever done something as partisan as that, as what Speaker Pelosi has done. But why does she do it? She did it because she's afraid. Speaker Pelosi doesn't really want a real investigation into January 6th. Our goal is to answer the questions that this select committee is ignoring. How is it possible that the Capitol Police, we now know, was half-staffed because of COVID on January 6th? Second, why were our officers under-equipped on that day? Why were some officers forced to face down a riot without helmets or expired equipment? Why were the Capitol Police officers never trained to handle a riot, even after all of the riots that were ongoing in Washington, D.C., our nation's capital in the summer of 2020? Did Speaker Pelosi communicate with the House Sergeant at Arms on January 6th or in the days leading up to the riot? Why didn't the Capitol Police's intelligence unit raise the alarm about potential violence when they had intelligence going back weeks before January 6th that told them that something was going to happen? Was Speaker Pelosi involved in the decision to delay National Guard assistance on January 6th? Those are serious and real questions that this committee, committee refuses to even ask. One of the gun control bills that's under consideration in the U.S. Senate is now dead. The proposal to raise the age limit for the sale of an AR-15 rifle is now off the table in these talks. Democrat Senator Chris Murphy is leading the discussions between both parties on the various gun-related measures. Murphy confirmed on CNN this past Thursday that raising the age limit was a deal-breaker for the other side. That other side is being led by Republican John Cornyn of Texas. Murphy is offering a compromise of, of additional scrutiny for those 18 to 21 years old who are looking to buy an AR-15. Murphy is doing so as a compromise. He needs 10 Republicans to get on board with these gun control bills in order to override the threat of a filibuster. A second tunnel between Mexico and the U.S. has been discovered in less than a month. The latest find was of a tunnel that ran from Tijuana, about 800 feet, to a home in San Diego. This tunnel was like a lot of others that have been recently uncovered. It had rails, lighting, and a ventilation system. Three weeks ago, a tunnel that was 1,700 feet long ran from an Ote Mesa warehouse to a home in National City. Authorities were able to seize $25 million worth of cocaine, meth, and heroin when they discovered that tunnel. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. Be sure and check out the 1819 News podcast, where hosts Brian Dawson and Ray Mellick talk to Kenneth Paschal. He's a freshman state lawmaker for District 73. And so my uh, platform was simple, God and country. And you know, how do you best uh, exhibit or share my, the story of my life, my travel? Uh, as I mentioned, I, I spent 21 and a half years in the military serving our country. Why? Because I love our country. Amen. Uh, going back to the background, being raised in a small town of elected, uh, we went to church. Uh, we didn't have a, a big church where you have your individual uh, Bible study classes. You no, know, your Bible study was at your grandparents' house at the church. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So, how the best um, uh, honor the Lord as my uh, in my efforts to run to serve the people was emphasize God and country, and country is. Uh, our constitution. 
So my message to the people was, if I'm elected, my measure and my boundaries is God, and then our Constitution have to function inside those limits. Yeah. And if the people elect me, that third element, element is the people. And so regardless, that makes life kind of easy for me in Montgomery because as I analyze, look at legislation, I function inside the Word of God, uh, the Constitution, and then the will of the people. And then you have the other, you have your special interest groups. Yes, you listen to all them, but mostly my analysis is God, country, the Constitution, and the people. Mm. And then anyone else put all the, all the elements on the table, then now I'm in, I'm in a better position to make an informed decision for the people. You can find that podcast at 1819news.com under the podcast tab. If you're benefiting from these reports, be sure and go to Spotify or, or Apple Podcasts and subscribe so you get these reports every day to your electronic device or smartphone. I'm Andrea Tice. I'll be back again on Monday. Until then, have a wonderful weekend. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values. 